This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Every time that I look at the bracket, I always wonder if the research will hack it. <laughs> Some bands are gone. The listener will say we're wrong. But isn't that the way? Everybody's got opinions left to say. Well, bacon, bacon, <laughs> bacon, on bacon sell your dreams come true. Oh, oh. yeah. I, all right. I'm so flustered if right I now. If I had a lighter, <laughs> if I only had a lighter, it would be lit right uh, now. Yeah. 2020 was the year of the Joel Crush, Zach. <laughs> You're my new crush. I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, Dream, you just dream on, well, Kent. Okay. Yeah, precisely. We uh, welcome Woo. to Excel. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. What a way to start the wow. show. Finally, yeah. and actually energy. one take. Well, like, thank you for listening to our last show, the first round of our 70s rock bracket. What a doozy. Yeah, and I was going to say, we had some very passionate people and some very apathetic people. <laughs> like Steve Hansen on Facebook, who said, a sad day. Whenever I test Bluetooth on a new vehicle or new earbuds on a speaker, I always choose Black Magic Woman. Always. I don't know what I'd do without Santana. If you're testing, well, get him off the bracket. <laughs> if you're testing get. Bluetooth, shouldn't you be using Blue Oyster Cult? Just saying. <laughs> Please don't feel. Oh, I'm not allowed to like them because I voted them off. Yeah, I got after. Yes, we did. About yes, that. It's true. Multiple times. I'd also like to shout out to Rachel Gray Crump on Facebook, who said these are my favorite Bacon Seal shows, and high five for Joel since he defended Jethro Tull so well. Gotta love the flutes. I knew they had no <laughs> chance, but kudos for trying. You like yes flute. <laughs> And then very simply on Instagram, Teddy Swenson, 3812, says, The episode I never knew I needed so much. Aww. Really? Yeah. 70s music. A lot bracket. of people okay. are like, you're talking rock. Finally, get that alternative stuff out of here. Maybe that's not rock. <laughs> well, even then, some people were like, I wasn't familiar with like who you were talking about. But then you play a song and I was like, oh, I know right. that one. It's because they couldn't tell what we were singing because it didn't sound anything like the we'll original. Try to, we'll try to do better on Sorry. that. Sorry. Will we? No. <laughs> no. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We are talking about the rest. <laughs> so it is what we're talking about today. <laughs> the 70, Good point. The 70s bracket. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that is what we're talking about we today. We are talking about But that. we're going to find a winner. It wasn't just 64 to 32 teams. It's now 32 to 1. Honestly, supreme. we should just stop here that way. Because well, people were like, a lot of people were just kind of like, yeah, you know, I disagree with you. But you got them right most of the time. And now we're going to tick people off. Absolutely. I cannot we're wait. Murder the Darlings, as mm-hmm. it were. Yeah. Were the Darlings a 70s band? Uh, <laughs> 60s, actually. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ooh. So the way this works is we're going to present two teams. We have a bracket at baconcell.com. You can go list, you can go print that out and play along at home. Uh, two teams and then the best of three moves on. Yeah. And it's easy as that. Yeah. So let's just jump right into it. All right, gentlemen. For our first matchup, we have Pink Floyd. Money. Versus Alice Cooper. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. Nice. No more. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. That, a great start. Welcome to falsetto sales. <laughs> now, this is tough because uh, Pink Floyd was all about like you know experimental sounds. Oh and yeah, these amazing kind of you know elaborate shows. If you've been to the uh, Planetarium, yeah, Laser, Laser Floyd. Floyd, which was really cool. And then you get Alice Cooper, who is like the the godfather of shock rock, like yes. the inventor of shock rock. He's from what I understand, he is the one who first introduced horror imagery to rock and roll. Like that was him. And so many people have done it since. And did you know a lot of the that shock rock was kind of a mistake to begin with? There's a story about how this chicken was on stage. Like he was ripping <laughs> apart a pillow. Did you see this in your research? Yes. Yeah. And apparently there was a, 
live chicken there and he threw it off the stage and the people in the first because couple he rows, thought it could fly right because <laughs> you know he's Elvis cooper and it's the 70s yeah and uh apparently the people in the first couple rows killed this chicken and it became this thing where it became this like tall tale where, about oh he murdered a chicken on stage right it was part of some cult ritual or whatever yeah. and i believe it was frank zappa said yeah just own it just uh be that character from now on and it worked out for him well and they chose the name alice cooper because it was innocuous and wholesome it sounded like that and so it was a very odd juxtaposition but now we have the visuals of dark makeup and yeah. everything like that yeah which his name is vincent damon Furnier, I think yeah. is how you say so it. So fancy. And then, well, so Alice Cooper used to be a band. Mm-hmm. Like, the band was called Alice Cooper. Yeah. And then once they kind of broke up, he actually legally changed his name to Alice Cooper. Fun fact, by the way, about Alice Cooper, his father was an evangelist in the Church of Jesus Christ, the the Bickertonites. The, they used to be called Signy Rigdonites. Oh, really? And so he was a spinoff uh, as one of the churches that believed in the Book of Mormon, and he was raised in that. So it's kind of a weird... You talking that is there. pretty huh. interesting. How are we are giving? You, are we giving facts about Alice Cooper because he's not moving on? He is not moving on. Hey, it's against Pink Floyd. Yes. but it's tough though. Like his story was the, so fascinating. The arena rock of Alice Cooper is amazing. The the hooks are so fun in his songs. He did write uh, the theme song for Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. So are you mad at uh, him? The man behind the mask. Uh, six wasn't as bad as some other ones. <laughs> And, and the low bar. One thing I learned, I just want to bring this up because it was kind of cool, is that there's a song, a Damage Giant song on the album John Henry called Why Must I Be Sad? Mm-hmm. And I know that song. I could sing every lyric to that song. I had no idea they're reciting titles of 13 different Alice Cooper songs. Oh, so they're fans. Apparently. Yeah. And I had no idea. I think what I love about this decade of music is the, the bands that we loved in the 90s and so on are influenced by all these mega bands. Probably yeah. every single one of these 32 because these mm-hmm. are giant bands. They are. Yeah. Uh, also, another fun fact about Al Cooper. Uh, I just want to give this because you know he's he's leaving. You know how we used to, like, people used to say the guy, the kid from Wonder Years became Marilyn Manson, yeah, or the Paul. kid from uh, uh, Small Wonder Billy became Smash, Smashing Pumpkins yeah. lead singer. Apparently, there was a rumor that uh, Eddie Haskell from Leave It to Beaver grew up to be Alice Cooper. <laughs> that was what they said. <laughs> that was funny. the original urban that was myth. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, record sales wise, too. Let's just give a little facts here because we have that as well. Uh, Alice Cooper has sold well over fifty million records. And then you get Pink Floyd, and it's 250 million albums. Yes, yeah. Like there's precedence. No, for Alice Cooper needed Pink to make Floyd. it past the first round, but that is where his journey ends. But he is—he's a good rocker. Yeah, he is. So, sorry, Alice Cooper, you fought a good fight, but Zach, you can say it. Pink Floyd moves on. And now we have Bad Company. Company <laughs> it's on the rise. It's, it's so sweet. Uh, that is actually a song. I wasn't just saying the name of the band. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Versus Kansas. Dean, we need to find those demons. Was it I even did the eyes of Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. Well, hey, will you please give me some facts on Bad Company? What? They got their name from a, a book of Victorian morals that showed a picture of an innocent kid looking up at an unsavory character leaning against the lamppost. The caption read, Beware of Bad Company. So this was an English supergroup made up of members of Free, Mott the Hoople, and King Crimson. So very big at the time. Yeah. And it's so big they sold 40 million albums. I feel like it's it's very cool sounding songs. Not super memorable for me if that's playing my hand right here. Well, well, last time uh, I was going to say we talked about uh, Feel Like Making Lunch a lot. Mm, yeah. And uh, that <laughs> Which was the made song. Me like, I yes. almost feel like 
after listening to a bunch of other songs by them, I'm like, I feel like they're kind of one hit wonders. They're not. They had oh, they're certainly nine not. hits, right? In, nine charting hits in the '70s. But I gotta give it Kansas. Yeah, uh, we got we got way more to do. Let's just move Kansas. I, well, on. we are flying through these. Kansas moves on. Now we have Steve Miller Band. Keep on rocking me, baby. Boom, Big boom. old jet airliner. <laughs> they start kind of melding together. But. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And the Doobie Brothers. What a fool believes. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I do these? I don't know. That was, that was a pretty impressive. I would have gone with that. Oh, I love it. It's bleeding. Okay, so Steve Miller Band, uh, they had 10 charting hits in the 70s. Doobie Brothers, they had 19 charting hits. Wow. Album sells. Doobie Brothers has 40 million albums worldwide, and Steve Miller Band has 24. Oh, it's just for the United States alone. One, uh, this is difficult because both these bands have multiple hits that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up though is that the Steve Miller Band's greatest hits uh, has sold over 13 million copies itself. Yeah, it's huge. That album alone is greatest hits, which he released in 1978. Are you a greatest hits album buyer? Yeah, Joel, you are. I do. I, I like the greatest. Hits. I don't like them really because I like the the more album experience. Uh-huh. Yeah, when they like you know songs are curated yes. to come to you in a certain in, order. In fact, I get mad. You at like, it. Do you like dip, deep tracks? Yes, I get mad at a band if they come out with a greatest hits album in the middle of their career. Because I'm like, that's just an excuse so you don't have to do an album for two more years. It, well, yeah. No, but they, a lot of these had like record uh, or contract obligations where they had totally. to release their albums. So because like, let's just throw one out there. Back then, and definitely in the '90s as well, greatest hits albums sold so well. Yeah, well, and one band here were they were made by their greatest album, right? Which is kind of we'll talk about that later. Yes, we but, will. Uh, so yes, yeah, so Steve Miller Band was was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't know if Doobie Brothers were Michael McDonald did join the band. Yes, because you can actually break up the era, the the uh, Doobie Brothers in three different eras. You got the lead vocalist when uh, Johnston, what's his first name, Tom Johnston. Yes, and then they did that. He was with them until about 1975. And then he left the group in 1977, was replaced by Michael McDonald, who seems like this the whole time. Uh, he left in 82. But then uh, uh, Johnston came back in 1987. Mm-hmm. The other thing, the funny thing about these bands is that they break up and get back together so often. It's like, farewell, we're never getting together. Two years later, we're back. It's yeah. like Bacon Sale. Kind of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're never breaking. Uh, Jake's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What just happened? Uh, the other thing I want to bring up about the Doobie Brothers is the fact, and I'm not I'm not doing death rattle facts here because I have not picked yet, but uh, you're giving death rattle facts. They got their name uh, Doobie Brothers because they uh, someone said, "Hey, why don't you just name yourselves Doobie Brothers?" Because you're always sitting around doobying. Do- doing uh, is that like singing like scat music? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, Scooby Doo. Uh, and, and I was gonna say one one of the guys Hartman, uh, who's in the band, he didn't know what that even meant. He didn't know it was a drug reference. Kind of like me last week. Yes. Yeah. And they actually all agreed it was a dumb name. They didn't like the name. And they said, well, we'll just use that until we come up with something better. Were there any brothers in the band? Nothing no identical know. twins or anything? Nope. As far as I can tell, they don't have any. It's all lies. The Doobie Brothers are lies. Mm. That said, if we're going by science here, the Doobie Brothers do have more albums sold. Uh, I had for the Steve Miller Band. In what decade? Well, okay. Overall decades. But they're only represented here in the 70s. Right, but... No, Doobie Brothers, they had 19 hits in the 70s and mm-hmm. 8 in the 80s. Steve Miller Band, they had, he had two hits in the 60s, 10 in the 70s, and 8 in the 80s. All right, so these are cross-decade bands here. Okay. And so I did fair. own the greatest hits of Steve Miller Band back in the day, even though I say I don't really like greatest hits albums. How could you not for Steve Miller Band? 
But I do think Doobie Brothers, by science, had more album sales and hits and albums. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. Are we voting out Steve Miller Band? Well, I'm just looking at Steve Miller Band songs and, you know, uh, Take the Money and Run, Fly Like an Eagle, Abracadabra, Jet Airliner, Rockin' Me. Yeah. And I enjoy those. And then I look at Dewey Brothers and my head just starts bobbing like, oh, listen to the music. Totally. It's not easy, but I'm going to vote out Steve Miller Band. I will give a pity vote to the Steve Miller Band. Fair. Yeah. So the Doobie Brothers move on. And now we have Boston. I'm going to take you by surprise and kiss you on the eyes, Amanda. Amanda. I, don't, I don't remember. Kiss what, her on the eyes? I, that's not the words. Is that how you do it? <laughs> I, fine with no, that. it's not. Is that like, it's something, uh, I've been failing all along. You, make you realize. It's make you realize. Eyes make open or closed? Amanda. <laughs> I yes. Open eye kisses? No, stop that. Eskimo kisses? Against no. the Ramones. I want to be sedated. I want a piece of the. I don't know. What was <laughs> what do we got? I, I, you want an eye kiss? Want a piece of David? I don't know. <laughs> what? Okay, so Boston, uh, you get hits like uh, "Peace of Mind," "Rock and Roll Band," "Smoking," uh, "A Man Will Never Be." Right. Whereas Ramones, you have Sheena is a punk rocker, "Rockaway Beach." Do you want to dance? Uh, okay, so uh, looking at hits here, uh, Boston had six charting hits in the seventies. Ramones had three. So the Ramones, not super popular at the time. They only had mm. two to three million sold. But the influence is very strong with these guys. Yeah, they are the first. They, people call them the first true punk rock group. Mm-hmm. But they're liars, Kent. Why? They are not related. None of them. They're like the Doobies. They are. They're like the Doobies. <laughs> the Doobie Brothers. Uh, no, like these guys, uh, they all they, like John Cummings and Thomas Erdl. I don't know how to say his last name, mm-hmm. but they took on the name Ramon because yes. apparently Paul McCartney used to use the pseud- the pseudonym uh, Paul Ramon whenever yeah. he checked in hotels. So they called themselves Ramon. So it was uh, Tommy Ramon and Johnny Ramon and Dee Dee Ramon and uh, who's the other one? Joey Ramon. Yeah, of course. And uh, so they just took on that name, and then people thought they were related. And then anytime anyone new came in the band, they're like, "What's your What's your name? You're Kent. You're Kenny Ramon yeah. now. You're Scary Ramon. I'd be Joey. You're Baby Ramon. No, not like they, they use their first. You're name. Posh Ramon. Ken, he's Posh Ramon. I'm Posh. <laughs> oh, Zach's Posh Ramon. I like that. Joe's sporty. And and I'm looking at this like the Ramones are looked at as so influential. They are in the Hall of Fame. They for are. rock and roll. They, they have a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm-hmm. All for playing three chords. That's cool. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but because they're not their super talented. No, they're terrible. <laughs> they're punk. But they're punk. But that again, that is punk for you. you but bless their hearts. They are one of the few bands here who have songs under two minutes long. Yes, thank goodness. Which was a relief. <laughs> you get to like a, a playlist minute song. Yeah, on our playlist we have at bakersell.com, we have that playlist of a sampler platter for the 70 events we're talking about. And I was like, every time Ramon, Ramon's song came out, I'm like, oh, good. This will be short. Mm-hmm. I think that because I just don't want to hear it very long. <laughs> so, Zach, have you put out your vote? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll vote for not the Ramones all day. <laughs> for not the Ramones? Yes. For not no, the Ramones. No, I love Boston. This is an easy vote for me. I will, I will put it out there for Boston. 100%. Uh, I, I grew up listening to their Greatest Hits album and love it to pieces. Kent? Boston. Going with Boston. Then I will give the pity vote to the Ramones. Would you have gone Boston, though, if you, if you voted next? <sighs> Probably so, because I'm, I, I like... It's, it's science and preference. Yeah, I think it is. It is. It's like, well, I think that Boston both out... Did they outsell them? Yeah, 75, 75 million, million to, yeah, to almost 4 million. three. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, although, the, the, I was going to say, the... Uh, Ramones did tour. They did 2,263 concerts 
touring virtually nonstop for 22 years. Crazy. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they've kind of carried on. Well, I mean, they, I think more people know the Ramones than Boston for oh, sure. Oh, okay. I was going to say they didn't really kill them. They're, they're kind of, they passed away. Oh. So. <laughs> Just carry on, my wayward son. <laughs> but uh, Boston, my brother, uh, Spencer, hates Boston. So I'm sorry, Spence. He does why? I don't know. I show I him understand. songs. And I'm like, don't you realize this one guy played almost all their instruments? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. I like, still does hate it him. feel manufactured to him, maybe? I don't know. But he, mm. said, he, he said he hates Boston. And I'm like, sorry. So but, Boston moves on. But sorry, what about Spencer. the beans? And I hate their baked beans. I oh, do God. hate those candies. All right. Boston moves on. Now we have Queen. Don't stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I'm having a ball. Yeah, so when you need to go high there, that was way too <laughs> no. baritone. And Peter Frampton. Oh, girl, show me the way. I don't remember that. that you don't remember that song? No. I've, I, it's got the talking guitar. The only reason, Kent, I know Baby I Love Your Way because of Big Mountain covering it. And I know... Uh, do you feel like we do because of the Simpsons episode Homer Palooza? So Peter Frampton has not been one that I have really gravitated towards. Whereas Queen no, no. is Queen. Nobody's heard of Queen. 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 Peter Frampton, though, if we're giving his death, death rattle, rattle facts, facts right here, <laughs> there it's an anomaly. We talked about greatest hits albums being hits. This is the live album that sold 11 million copies. That's insane. Yeah. It, it's it's super interesting it, that the live album it, did so well. Most of these artists yeah. had several live albums and it, and it counts yeah. toward their grand total. But this one was, is it, it did it like the highest? Yeah. It's insane. So. He did. And uh, fun facts I want to share about Peter Frampton is that uh, he did play the guitar on the title song of Greece, which is cool. Oh, uh, Greece 2 though? I don't know if he did, but Barry Gibbs sang well, it. Then, who cares? <laughs> But then also, Peter Frampton was buddies with David Bowie back in uh, technical school. Nice. They would t- spend lunch breaks together playing Buddy Holly songs. So they hung out. Buddy Holly. Uh, oh, that's kind of fun. But yeah. Uh, sorry, Peter Frampton. I, I got to go with Queen. Yeah. Queen moves on. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the bandango? Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening. Now we have Elton John. So much well said. Why do we wear headphones? And against Kiss. I was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. Now I'm going to sing the elephant medley. Just one night. Just one night. There's no way. I'm not going to get to that. In the name of love. Anyway. Elton John versus Kiss. Wow. You cannot get to different ends of the... how they present themselves of, both, of the makeup spectrum here. Hugely popular no, no. live performance. One wears glasses. Easy. <laughs> but <laughs> I can tell them apart. You think of it, both both of these, you know, Elton John, I guess, you know, as a single performer mm. and Kiss, they're huge theatrical performances. Uh, these are larger than life, you know. May I play my hand here? Go for it. Yeah. I have all the love in the world for Elton John songs. I'm not a big Kiss fan. And it's not because I don't like them. It's just because the exposure, I, I have not had that much exposure to them except for those minimal things. Your like, poor wife. <laughs> what? Not a Kiss fan. 
<laughs> he uh, thinks you kiss people on the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. Sorry about that. Uh, Did I get your eye there? No. And so I, I'm going to vote for Elton John only because I really like his music. But I, I acknowledge the fact that Kiss is very 70s. But both of these bands also bleed into the 80s. So I'm voting for Elton John, but I understand if you guys want to vote for Is Kiss. Is it because you think Kiss stands for Knights in Satan's Service? Because <laughs> I did. it doesn't. Back in the day. Peter Chris said, uh, it, Kiss actually just means Kiss. It really means a lot. It's the first thing you do to a chick or anybody. Yeah. Oh, well, there it you could go. also be the kiss of death. It's a strong word. It's easy to remember. Uh, just in case my father ever listens, which he, he doesn't, but in case he ever does, I have to vote for Kiss. So it's up to you, Kent. <gasps> I have to vote. For I was going to jokingly vote for Kiss. No, I have to vote for Kiss. I like Elton John. I, I was, again, I was surprised when I saw Rocket Man how many songs I knew, but I, I grew I'm, up with this band. I can go either way. My obvious, my connection is with Elton John songs, but I acknowledge that he spans decades. Right. He has 27 His hits album in the sales 70s, are 300 million? 300 million. Uh, 27, 27 charting hits in the 70s, 20 in the 80s. And then you get Kiss, who had 15 hits in the 70s and 10 in the 80s. So Elton John did have more charting hits, but he also had more charting hits, and he had charting hits in the 90s. This is not easy. My dad once gave up going to one of their 15 farewell concerts to go to one of my crappy junior high band concerts, so the least I can do is give him this. I'm going to give that to him as well. Really? I think I'm going to vote for Kiss. You're knocking out Elton John? I feel like they fit What's better your in this bracket. In the classic rock? Because mm-hmm. I think Elton John is pure pop. Because Kiss... It's they are more. Chris is definitely more. This is, I mean, you know, bordering on heavy metal. You know, you get like you know, Saturday nights. Saturday nights, all right for fighting. Bale and John is a rock song. It's a rocking song. But then you get ones like you know, your song or. uh, Candle in the Wind. I think if you're leading with the piano, it's tough to call you classic. Elton rock. John is a genius. Oh, when it comes 100%. to hundred percent. Yes. I mean, if, if this was, this was a 70s pop, I think okay. he would win. I'll give the death some death row effects for. Yeah, I'd please do. For please do. I'll try to tip it down. So him and, and Bernie Taupin have been co- uh, collaborating on songs since 1967. And it's, they do it in a very unique way because uh, Taupin will write a set of lyrics and then send it to Elton John, and he'll put it to music. And they'll never even be in the, the same room together as they're writing songs. Wow. And he says that's probably why they've lasted so long, is because they're not in the same room fighting against each other. That makes sense. Elton John's most successful commercial period was in the 70s. He saw seven consecutive albums reach number one. And the guy's a genius. Like we said, he had age 11, he won a junior scholarship to the Royal Academy of Music. Age 15, he was hired at a pianist at a, at a local uh, bar there. Uh, he put on the glasses just because... He thought it looked like Buddy Holly. Yeah. I mean, you probably, if you've seen the movie, you probably, uh, his recent bio, biopic, you might have already seen this. He did actually legally change his name from Reginald, Reginald Dwight. Kenneth Dwight to Elton Hercules John. Hercules, really? Yes, in 1972. <laughs> have you seen Rocket Man? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think it's an awesome movie. I, I gave those days for all facts. Just a, a hat tip to yeah. Sir Elton John. I actually think I like him more because of the movie, just because of the Me way too. the movie was yeah. shown, right? Yeah. A little bit like Across the Universe. Because you yeah. just like the actor. Well, because I do. Well, Taron Egerton's He's awesome great. in that movie, but because it was a musical and yes. not like a, a biopic like Bohemian Rhapsody or something. <laughs> and there was good acting in this one, not like Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> good Best picture. <gasps> Best picture. Oh, I should have saved him so we could have had Bohemian Rhapsody movie versus Rocket <laughs> That's true. Oh, Dang man. it. Oh, well. I think it's the right call again for a 70s rock bracket. I think Kiss is the better choice here. Kiss, kiss moves on. That was a gift. Wow. Now we have Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Our house 
is a very, 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 very fine house. house. That was we, them. With two cats in the yard. We need we need more harmony on that, guys. That's true. And Grateful Dead. This old engine <laughs> is right on time. Uh, I don't know if I got the words right on that one. Nobody yeah. knows. No, Nobody Grateful knows. Dead is one of those bands that I'm like, I should know them more, but I don't. You know the I imagery. Really you know the fan base. Oh, the Deadheads. The Deadheads are They're, what make them. Yeah. So I don't think, and that's kind of maybe what we're overlooking, hits are great. But the, great. There, there's a reason why people love these bands, and it's not just the top 40 songs, right? Mm-hmm. It is the experience of the band. And I think that's what Grateful Dead does have in spades. Yeah. And looking at album sales here in hits, so charting hits for Crosby, Stills, and Nash, they had two in the 60s and six in the 70s. Whereas Grateful Dead, they had four in the 70s and two in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So they got them there. Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash has the edge there. And then also uh, 70 million albums for Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, and 35 million for yeah. uh, Grateful Dead. So outsold. It's, it is crazy, though. Grateful Dead had 10 top 25 albums in the 70s. They came out with that many albums. Yeah. And they're on the top 25, well, which is huge. And they're one of the few bands where like the core band stayed together their whole run. Yeah. That is so unique. Uh, by the way, Grateful Dead is, uh, they got the name from, chose it from a dictionary. Mm-hmm. It's a trope in storytelling where the, the soul of a dead person uh, or an angel of some sort shows gratitude to someone who helps them receive a ch- uh, proper burial or do what they need to do. Basically, think of the ghosts in Sixth Sense. Uh, they're, okay. they're the Grateful Dead when, once he helps them out. Oh. Uh, Hamlet's dead. I also want to give a shout out because this is a cool story. When Lithuania got independence from the USSR, they got, you know, obviously devastated financially and Mm -hmm. they were not going to be able to compete in their basketball team wasn't going to be able to compete in like the Olympics. Yeah. So the Grateful Dead funded their transportation costs and let them go to the Olympics. And so like Lithuania loves the Grateful Dead. Oh, I bet. The entire country. That's so cool. In fact, we talked about how they didn't sell as many albums as uh, CSN. And why sometimes, but they are one of the top grossing concert acts of all time because of how much they tour like that. Oh, yeah. Like they've made it. They, I was going to say they toured almost the entire time. They were at more than 2,300 concerts and they didn't make up sets. They didn't have like a lit on a piece of paper. They didn't set. So they just said, that's so cool. They had like a hundred songs where they're like, let's just play whatever we want. I mean, respect. Yes. But I'm going to um, vote for Crosby, Stills and Nash. Yeah, I am too. You guys don't even add N Young. Because I know, but isn't no. Crosby Stills Nash? Because well, we talk about the them 60s. later. Crosby Stills Nash and Young. Well, so yeah, we'll get into it more. But essentially, Young came and went. Well, I don't like and Young, so I vote the Grateful Dead. Doesn't, Too late. Doesn't matter. Crosby Stills Nash and Young moves on. And now we have David Bowie. This is Ground Control, control to Major Tom. I'm stepping through the door. <laughs> I, is it weird that I know that more from Mr. Deeds? Yes, a little bit. A little bit. It's not wrong. Versus Aerosmith. Sweet. Sweet. Here we go. Emotion. Okay, we landed. Yeah, okay. yeah, we got there. Yeah, yeah. sorry for the rough beginning there. Whoo, boy. David Bowie versus Aerosmith. Guys. Holy cow. Science. 150 million albums to 150 million albums. Seriously. And you know, it's also, I, I, you know, playing my preferences, right? I, I do prefer eighties, um, eighties rock a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Both of these bands 
like, I guess, acts, you should say. Mm-hmm. Very prominent in the 70s, very prominent in the 80s. I was just going to say, so uh, David Bowie, one hit in the 60s, uh, 11 charting hits in the 70s, was 14 it, in the 80s. Was he Davy Jones when he had that hit? Uh, that's his name. His, his name is David Jones, but he didn't <laughs> want to be confused with a monkey, so he changed it to David Bowie after Jim Bowie, the creator of The Knife and Pioneer. And then Aerosmith, uh, they had 12 hits in the 70s and five hits in the 80s. So this is very comparable. I don't want to miss a thing, but I'm voting for David Bowie. Well, I'm not going to walk that way because I'm voting for Aerosmith. (laughs) (laughs) No. So once again, we say, we've said it before in the last show, we'll say it again on the show. We're doing this based on 33% performance, 33% impact, and 34% personal taste. So it definitely went personal. Ziggy Stardust. What's more 70s? I like 80s David Bowie more than 70s David Bowie. Oh, I don't. Bowie. China Girl's not my favorite. I, I love Ziggy Stardust. I'm thinking of uh, Modern Love. I love oh, Modern Love. He's a great song. So much. Okay, so this is impossible. Um, but I'm a star man. One of them has Work a... this way! One of them has <laughs> a ride at Disney World. You um, okay? Ooh. So I, I uh, actually... Th- this think, is a ta- of, think of rock. Well, this is a tale of two experiences for me. So on the one hand, I remember they uh, released... Remember my facts from last time? Guitar Hero, right? They mm-hmm. released a Guitar Hero Aerosmith. And I'm like, what? Why? And then I got the game and played through it and went, oh my gosh, these songs rock. Like I knew some of them. I didn't know some of them. And uh, I actually had a blast with the game. So flip that around, um, and this is a little bit more sad, when David Bowie passed, uh, mm. I was like, oh my gosh, this this sucks. He's so cool. And I went and listened to his music, and I was like, ooh, don't like that. Ooh, don't like that. Ooh, don't like that. Zach. 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 Uh, it's say, David Bowie. David Bowie reached his commercial peak in 1983 <laughs> with Let's Dance. Errol Smith hit it in 1996. <laughs> that was their resurgence. And, and Crazy Cry in the It was like 92. Yeah, they have been... Throughout the decades, David Bowie was the 70s. Rolling Stone gave him the greatest rock star ever. David Bowie, great star. Rock star? Yes. Uh, Aerosmith is much more rock than David Bowie. Theme albums that were just divine. The Pablo Picasso I would call him alternative more than rock. The man turned down knighthood from the queen. So did Aerosmith. No. (laughs) (laughs) Steven Tyler looks like the queen. Okay. You will hear Aerosmith. This is a mistake. 70s you will rock. hear Aerosmith on classic rock radio more than Bowie. That is true. I, I actually. Uh, okay. I think Bowie is alternative. Mm-hmm. I He's think experimental. So. Very. More than rock. He creates genres. He is. A classic rock isn't. Get just, off your deep cut horse and accept the rock that is Aerosmith, Kent. I can't. Make your vote. Make it official. Meg, it's your fault. It's your fault. Yep, Aerosmith. Because of a yep. Disney World ride. Aerosmith. It's so good. Uh, let's just give a quick fact about uh, David Bowie here. I'm too sad. Uh, one of the <laughs> things I found interesting, and this is, uh, so many, many people know this, but some of you may not. He had a serious injury in school when his friend, George Underwood, punched him in the left eye during a fight over a girl. After a series of os- operations during four-month hospitalization, must have been quite the punch, his doctors determined that damage could not be fully repaired, and he was left with faulty death perception and anisocoria? Which essentially one permanent of his pupils, dilation. one of his pupils is permanently dilated. Yeah. So some people think, oh, he has one color eye different than the other. No, his his pupil is uh, one dilated. Do you get? Do you but, get but the guy that punched him? Yeah. They ended up. They remained friends, and oh. he created artwork for many of early uh, David Bowie's early albums. I'm so sorry, Kent, but Aerosmith moves out. Apologize to the world. I'm sorry. You just killed a rock god. Bowie's in space. And now it's Led Zeppelin. I got a whole lot of love. Meow. Meow. 
And it's <laughs> <laughs> good. And Three Dog Night. Just an old-fashioned love song coming down in three-part harmony. Yeah, the death rattle facts for Three Dog Night. <laughs> oh, come on. It feels no, so... When you just jump into it like that. It's it's wrong, but they are up against Led Zeppelin. They had plenty of hits. They had 21 top 40 hits between 1969 and 1975. So a real short span of time. They have like a really nice like rough vocal. There's great harmonies in there as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, a couple number one hits... Very high charting albums. Well, and they're fun to listen to. Uh, so they sold 50 million albums, whereas you get Led Zeppelin, who sold 300 million. Mm-hmm. But Led Zeppelin, three charting hits in the 60s, seven in the 70s, and Three Dog Night, five in the 60s, 17. Also, oh, right the at 70s. the tail end. 17. So wow. they, they had more charting hits than Led Zeppelin in the 70s, mm-hmm. which is weird to think about. And when I say yeah. charting hits, yeah. this is like top 200 kind of stuff on right. the US charts. Oh, let me give some facts about Three Dog Please Night. Please do. <laughs> so, if you know what Three Dog Night means, apparently... It's the shirt, right? That you can buy at a gas yes, station? the Three Wolves. Okay. Three uh, Wolf Moon, yeah. Uh, Danny Hutton, he's a vocalist uh, for Three Dog Night. His girlfriend apparently suggested the name after reading about Aboriginal Australians who, well, on cold nights, they would get the dogs, their, their dogs on the farm, to sleep in a hole in the ground. The dingoes. Yeah, the dingoes. That's yeah. right. Dingoes. Dingo that's like my baby. And then uh, <laughs> the to. colder it got, the more dogs you'd have around you to keep you warm. So, on really cold nights, you'd have a Three Dog Night. That's what it came from. <laughs> so it's like 60 degrees. Like, it's a two-dog night. Yeah. And this band I felt kind of bad for because, like, one <laughs> of the guys... you bring in? One of the guys was arrested, like, near the end of the band. One of the guys was arrested for uh, possession of narcotics. Another guy got jaundice. Oh. So he had to leave. Wow. And uh, drug abuse. Like, the, it kind of tore this band apart. I really do like a lot of songs. Yeah, no, they're good. But, yeah, it's got to go to Led Zeppelin. It they, does. They rock. Led Zeppelin moves on. Now we, uh, we've got some longer names here that can be abbreviated. First, Bachman Turner Overdrive. You ain't seen nothing yet. Baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. Well done. Nice. And Electric Light Orchestra. Don't bring me down. Oh, I was going with the little Don't bring me down. Don't bring me down. No, 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 no. That's so fun to sing. So B-T-O-E-L-O. Yes. B-T-O-E-L-O. It's almost like we planned that. Uh, we have 13 70s hits for BTO, and we have 18 charting hits for ELO. I'm surprised ELO outperformed them in album sales and hits. It's 50 million for sales for ELO and 30 million for BTO. Surprising. Because I, like I really thought BTO would make the bigger impact. Yeah. Yeah, BTO definitely has the more rocky sound, whereas mm-hmm. ELO has kind of more of a... Uh, what do I want? It's more of a disco. Would you say orchestral? Would you say orchestral? I'd say okay, orchestral. Because okay. they, okay. they definitely, yes. they said, we want to pick up, they said, we want to pick up where the Beatles left off in musical experimentation. So they had or- orchestral instruments be the focus rather than the guitars. BTO, they're like dad anthems that you would mm-hmm. see on t-shirts, right? Like you'd see a dad at a state park and they're wearing a t-shirt that says like, take it like a man or you ain't seen nothing yet. Taking mm-hmm. care of business, roll on down the highway. It all just seems very kitschy mm-hmm. and joel maybe to change your opinion on bto tall bachman is randy bachman's son and we, we voted tall bachman out really quickly we in did the but randy bracket. bachman after he was in the guess who and yes. he left 
because of his religious beliefs, because of his uh, Mormon religious beliefs conflicted with the band's uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll yeah. lifestyle. The and band so didn't agree with in, that. When he, BTO. Got in, well, when he got into BTO, he instigated a no drugs, no women, no alcohol while we're touring kind of rule. And right. some people did not like that. In fact, one of Tim Bachman got kicked out of the band because apparently he did not follow those rules. Yeah. They sound like a really fun dive bar band, BTO does. And I enjoy them, but not as much as ELO. So for science and preference, I do give my vote to Electric Light Orchestra. Which is fine, because I I like ELO on Mm -hmm. their Xanadu soundtrack. And that's 80s. Xanadu is so good. Xanadu, the soundtrack of Xanadu was like the movie flopped, but the soundtrack... Like excelled, and I but that's really, not their prominence though. But it's when I think of seventies rock, when I think of seventies rock, I don't think of ELO. I think of Bachman Turner Overdrive. I think of the gearheads yeah. that follow them around, like that. You hear taking care of business, and that's you know driving around and you know your your Chevy and having a good time. listening to that. You listen to ELO, and you're sparkling with disco balls. Seventies. Early 80s. 70s. It's you got your disco, progressive music, rock in there as well. It's fun. It's kitschy. It's 70s. So this comes down to me. Yes, it does. All right. Okay. 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 I just, I looked at some songs and it's only the first round of this show. I know. I know. Yeah. We got to get a lot more Um, to get through. I really, so like I'm on Spotify, right? And there are, there's only one song that has over a hundred thousand or a hundred million downloads. And you ain't seen nothing yet from Bachman Turner Overdrive. There are three that have over 100 million for Electric Light Orchestra, including one that has almost 500 million. So you're going with the modern take from it all, yeah, so, which I've so used in past shows. That's, that's something to but consider. But are those 80s songs or 70s songs? The, Mr. Blue Sky, Don't Bring Me Down, Live and Thing. Hmm. Though what leads me to my decision is I'm going to stay consistent with the argument of one feeling more like classic rock, <gasps> and that's Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh! I like ELO better. Even though the science of the album sells. Bachman Turner Overdrive feels more appropriate. Yeah. Sorry. Bachman Turner Overdrive moves on. And now we have Leonard Skinner play Freebird versus Eric Clapton. Late in the evening, go to the party. <laughs> All right, what do you got, guys? Oh boy! So Leonard Skinnerd, really interesting. They didn't actually have an album sales tracker until the '90s for them. Yeah, and they've sold 28 million since the '90s. It says in their facts, which is really strange because everyone else like was counted. They have had a big. big There's a resurgence. Resurgence. Right? that sort of like locked them in. Like, like if you think about Credence Clearwater revival is like the sound of Vietnam movies, Leonard Skinner has just become the sound of Southern rock and state fairs. Yeah. Well, and like, like my joke at the beginning, almost any concert, if there's any lull in playing, someone will inevitably yell play free. Right. I was at a wedding in New York. I was part of a wedding party and we were driving around in like a, a bus just as the wedding party after, you know, after we were driving home and we're just sitting there and the guy's just playing classic rock. And so we just yell it in the bus, play yeah. free bird. And sure enough, he did. And we all jammed along to it. I mean, it's ubiquitous. Now I I'm going to go first here. Yeah. i I fully acknowledge that Eric Clapton is one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Mm-hmm. I, and I think his solo career has had a lot of success. However, I feel his 70s work was stronger when, you know, uh, 
when he was in uh, Derek and the Dominoes and and Cream and those types of bands. Yeah. Like Layla is Derek and the Dominoes. It's not just Eric Clapton, even though it's a signature song. I like Cream better than just Eric Clapton. Um, but then you get Leonard Skinner and I mean, just Sweet Home Alabama still plays. You, you turn on a classic rock station, wait. 15 minutes and after one song ends because they're about 15 minutes long. And those those guitar Super riffs well. and sounds and everything. And just... then Freebird is like a 70s anthem. Like Leonard Skinner really is one of those bands that just, it oozes 70s. Zach, I feel like you have your mind made up. I don't know. Uh, this is tough. And I do want to give some, I, I haven't decided yet. I want to give some representation to Clapton. He is Please a do. three-time Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Yeah, the, I think he's the only three-time Hall yeah. Rock of Fame. He's won 18 Grammys. It's he, the most of anyone he, on our he's list. He's so important. He has sold 100 million albums, and granted that is over the span of decades. He's been honored twice by the Queen. He almost replaced George Harrison as a Beatle. Mm-hmm. Some say that was a rumor, but I believe it could be true. Wikipedia, source of all knowledge and truth, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's tough because like the guitar ability of Eric Clapton, granted, sometimes it's a little bit slower. Sometimes he's had bands to be very successful in. Well, Leonard Skinner is a very tragic story with the band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it definitely feels very 70s, but like Kid Rock also kind of ruined Leonard Skinner for me. <laughs> well, so, I mean, you bring up the tragic ending, mm-hmm. but it's like, so yeah, Leonard Skinner had a horrible plane crash where three of the members of the band got killed, I believe. Yeah. And a, 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 the rest were terribly injured. So the band is done. Well, they did have a reunion tour with like uh, the lead singer's brother who's in it, but it's not Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Uh, Eric Clapton had a weird upbringing, too, where his mom was 16 when she had him. And then he was raised by his grandmother, who okay. he thought was his mother. And his mom was actually, he thought his mom was his, his older sister. Oh, wow. That's how they raised him for a while. And he had, you know, obviously drug problems later on. Like, I'm surprised the guy turned out as well as he did with all the tragedies had in his life. Uh, I feel like this is a legend versus a, like, a time capsule band. Mm-hmm. For me, I can see that. Uh, that has a very southern sound. All right, I made my vote. You guys got to make yours. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Clapton. Skinner. So I said Skinner, Leonard Skinner, uh, Sarah yes, Clapton. Sounds Zach. Oh, I'm gonna get so much hate for this episode. It's our intention. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. You just you're so nice to me both. So just for for me, I I know so much about Eric Clapton. Um, and but even in doing this research, I'm like, but what did he? What was he again? And then you hear his music and you go, oh, of course. And you, you can see the talent there. And and then Leonard Skinner is just so instantly recognizable. And again, mm-hmm. that both are very rocky. So I can't use that argument here. I'm going to go Leonard Skinner. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to go Leonard Skinner. Totally fine. Yeah. yeah. I think. I mean, you've killed two legends in the first round, but that's okay. <laughs> We're going to keep killing more. <laughs> Bowie and Clapton. Gone. Oh, oh that hurts. Zach, you did oh, that. Oh, my God. Remember when I saved Kiss? Why? Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I killed Elton John? <laughs> yeah, you guys are both killing legends. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, jeez. Let's okay. kill another one. Leonard Skinner goes on. <laughs> if I leave here tomorrow. All right, we have Rod Stewart. Tonight's the night. Is Rod Stewart here? It's gonna be <laughs> all right. Versus Fleetwood Mac. Don't stop, stop thinking, thinking about, about tomorrow. tomorrow. Which sounds like a Sesame Street song. Let's face it. <laughs> it does. Oh, man. This Mac is so peppy. This is another hard one because... Kill a legend. Kill a legend. Well, I mean, Rod Stewart, 21 hits. 21 charting hits in the 70s. Fleetwood Mac, nine charting hits in the 70s. Fleetwood Mac sold 120 million records worldwide. Rod Stewart sold between, it says, 100 and 200 million. Yeah. So it's Wikipedia. So Fleetwood Mac's Rumors is considered to be one of the most perfect albums of all time. It's so good. 
Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And well, I, I'm before you guys put me in a position, I'm voting Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> well, I'm voting Fleetwood Mac too. Oh, so am go. I. Okay. Oh my God. Oh. Legend. <laughs> Do we just kid? It's, it's, I'm, I'm going to use your guys' argument. Rod Stewart does not, he does not ring classic he's, rock to he's me. He's much more well, so of a pop star, I think. What did it for me was when I was looking at our playlist, uh, Rod Stewart had a hit called Sailing. And I was like, oh, it's like, when the ocean meets the sky, I'll be sailing. Nope. No, 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 no. That was the song from the 90s, I believe. And it was a whole different song, but that was one of his biggest hits. And I was like, oh, I think I like 80s and 90s Rod Stewart way better than 70s Rod Stewart. Yeah, I had a long yeah. career. So, I don't like yeah. any era. Wow. All right. Wow, guys. I know. Fleetwood Mac moves on. Now, uh, this is going to be very close to similar acts here. Black Sabbath. Finish with my woman because she put it down with my mind. I think I got a word in there. James Taylor. I see fire and I see rain. <laughs> it's basically the same song. Yeah, it's the same song. Oh, walk down that lonesome road. Um, oh man! Wow. What? Why? Why I, are we getting? Are we going to kill another legend? What's going James on here? Ta- how did James Taylor make it on this bracket? It doesn't. <laughs> it's the ability, right? It's the songwriting. It is guitar playing. A guy that feels like he belongs in this decade, and I truly feel like he does. Yeah. The hits here are just magical. They're not super rocky. But they're an essence of the decade. I'm not in. I don't really like either one of these bands or artists. Is it because of the history you learned about James Taylor? No, I was just like looking at their songs. Like you know, Black Sabbath makes me want to claw my ears out. And I don't think they're as crazy as you're saying they are. I listened to a bunch of their songs while doing this research, and I was like, yeah, I'm just not a Black Sabbath. It's just not your thing. Like Ozzy Osbourne has some hits that I actually like. Crazy Train. Yeah, or Mom, I'm Coming Home. Yes, but uh, Black Sabbath. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Well, I will say this Black Sabbath created the rock on symbol. That is very That was Ronnie James Dio. Okay. Dio, part of Black Sabbath. That's true. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's that's influential. So are you voting for Black Sabbath for our 70s rock bracket? It feels right. And they are are MTV's greatest metal band of all time. Do you want nightmares or lullabies? (laughs) Can I get both? From me, anytime. Is it too much to ask for both? <laughs> I'll vote for Black Sabbath because they do feel more rock than James Taylor. I understand the the influence of James Taylor. He's had a, a very big career. He actually, every album that he released from 1977 to 2007 sold over 1 million copies. That's ridiculous. People but we're legend him. killers here on Bacon Sale. Let's kill a legend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Black Sabbath moves on. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And now we have Neil Young. My, my, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Once again, James <laughs> Blunt has entered the room. <laughs> hey, hey, I can't go high. <laughs> Versus the Almond Brothers. <laughs> this episode on Top Gear. It's, you know, have you listened to that song in its entirety recently? It's a long Oh, my song. word. This is the song. song that my friend Griff, he is the 70s influence on yeah. me. He plays it seven minutes, seven minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah. And he plays on road trips. And I'm like, please, let it stop. It is let it so stop. long. Yeah. It's a very long one. I was even doing, uh, I listened to it recently and I was doing another task listening, you know, in the background. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is the song still on? By the way, it is Almond, I know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, we have two legends here. And by two legends, I mean the Almond Brothers are le- a legendary act. 
against Neil Young, one of the biggest legends of the 70s. Yeah. Which is why I'm voting for the Allman Brothers Band. Neil Young, I feel like he had a very successful career when he did his solo thing. He has around... Had and has. Yes. Yes. 80 80 million uh, record sales worldwide. And I know they didn't get as many as the Allman Brothers, but I know more Allman Brothers songs. And I I feel like more of their songs are more present on 70s rock stations and in my mind. And I feel like Neil Young, just reading about him, he's kind of a cocky jerk. And so is Kent, but we have him on the show. Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite songs about Neil Young is the fact that he wrote this song called Southern Man that was very controversial uh, with Southerners. And Leonard Skinner ended up writing Sweet Home Alabama. And in the lyrics of Sweet Home Alabama, they say, well, I heard Mr. Young sing about her, meaning the South. Well, I heard O'Neill put her down. Well, I hope Neil Young will remember a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. But that, that way, Neil Young did come out and say, I actually like Leonard Skinner's band. I, I like I like their music. It's just mm-hmm. fine. I don't have anything against them. And then Leonard Skinner ended up wearing a Neil Young shirt. I think it was on an album cover. Like one of them was wearing an Neil Oh, they Young were like shirt. memeing each other. That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're going Allman Brothers. I'm going Allman Brothers. Okay, I'm going to make Zach choose because I'm going Neil Young. Well, then I'm going the Allman Brothers. Okay. <laughs> I could not name. We a just single, killed another legend. I could not name a single Neil Young song coming into this. After listening to him, I still can't. Uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. He was a session guitarist for the Monkees. <laughs> Roll, Rolling Stones, thirty fourth greatest rock and roll artist of all time. The Almond Brothers move on. <laughs> Next up is Steely Dan. Going back, Jack. Jack do it again. again. And Grand Funk Railroad. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Come on, baby. Do the locomotion. I like the Kylie Minogue version so much better. Um, yeah, me too. But uh, I Better than our version we just sang? That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> some kind of wonderful. Somebody there. I, I'll go first on this one because Steely Dan... You just want to get it out of the way with a lot of these. Well, no, because this one was one where I told you guys, when we got home from our recording last time, mm-hmm. I said, which song is stuck in your head? And for me, it was two songs yeah. from all the songs, all the bands we discussed, I had two songs stuck in my head and it was Reeling in the Years by Steely Dan and Do It Again by Steely Dan. Both those songs were embedded in my head, mm-hmm. whereas Grand Funk Railroad, like I said, uh, we're an American band is good. Some Kind of Wonderful is good. The Locomotion, I prefer the other version, but just looking at the bands, Steely Dan definitely did stick in my head more. But they did sell more albums. They sold 40 million albums worldwide, whereas mm. Grand Funk Railroad only sold 11 million. I enjoy Grand Funk Railroad more, but I'm going to go more with the scientific argument, which is a Hall of Famer, Steely Dan. They are Rolling Stones number 15 on the list of 20 greatest duos of all time. So we're giving death rattle effects for... Uh, Grand Funk, Funk Railroad? Railroad is leaving. I also vote Steely Dan. So Because I want to give this one little fact that I thought was interesting. Apparently there was... Uh, they, they were mad at their manager, but they uh, fired him. And then he was saying he still owned, uh, it was a breach of contract, and he still owned this whole, uh, them, basically. And so he repossessed the band's gear right before a big at Madison Square Garden. Wow. And I was like, dude. And they were such a touring band, too. They actually broke the Beatles record uh, for Shea Stadium. Yeah. And they sold out in two nights. So or they sold out two nights uh, in 72 hours. So no disrespect to Grand Funk Railroad, but we're getting no, get great. Steely Dan. Steely Dan moves on. In the- Right next up is Bob Seeger. Working on my night moves. <laughs> Versus Eagles. Woo, witchy woman. I don't know. <laughs> witchy him. woman. It's got to be much more chill than that. Right. You didn't go with Desperado. Desperado. 
We have uh, time, Joel. This is easy for me, Eagles, because Bob Seger, as I mentioned last time, is very 80s to me. When I hear him, when I hear Bob Seger, I hear like a rock. I'm as strong as I can be. I just think Ford like commercials or Chevy, Chevy, whatever it is. Yeah. And then the, the shakedown, breakdown, takedown from the Beverly Hills Cop 2. So, I mean, and he's our last, you know, single artist. So he, he has no last, chance oh, in this Is he really? Yep. That's so We've eliminated sad. every other single artist. Well, and they should get married. He is going to get eliminated. He's, he's losing. This is pretty, pretty simple. Well, Eagles are Bob legendary. Great. And so I want to bring this up to you. You brought this up last time, but he helped co-write the Eagles' number one hit song, Heartache Tonight. They had more, a better hit than he did. So he's losing to the band he helped? Well, even, uh, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> but even old-time rock and roll, which we, we talked about last time, Risky Business was 80s music. So I feel like I feel like he's losing because he was pulled more into the 80s. And in fact... Right, but we used him in the 70s bracket, so we it can't did. be the only argument. But, well, he had 14 charting hits in the 70s. Mm-hmm. He had 16 in the 80s. Yeah. And so he he could go either way, but he... There's an ways. 80s vibe to him. Yeah, whereas the Eagles had 15 charting hits in the 70s. Okay, with that... Eagles move on. Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? You've been out. Now, this is really interesting that, you know, when you think about classic rock, I think we do think about groups and bands. And so now our bracket literally reflects that. Yeah. It's interesting. All right. We have completed round two. Now it's going to get fast and furious over here on Bacon Sale. Will it? Because there's some crazy we matches have to, coming up. We have to for we editing just reasons. Go. <laughs> Next up, Pink Floyd okay. versus Kansas. Death rattle facts for Kansas. Oh. I vote for Kansas, so you guys suck. They're yeah. great. I hate Pink Floyd so much. What? Absolutely hate Pink Floyd. Really? Why I do you hate him so much? I don't like Pink Floyd or Zeppelin, so this bracket's not for me. <laughs> no, I, I just... Oh, this, uh, this is going to be a problem. Kansas is, <laughs> Kansas is too cool, you know? I, th- their music is, no, they're is cool. so good, and it's so much more digestible. It's, it's easy to listen to. It's fun to listen to, and I think Pink Floyd is a chore. So go on. I give your facts about Zach Kansas. Kansas had, had for the rest of the I was going to say, Pink Floyd only had three charting hits in the U.S. in the 70s. Whereas Kansas had seven, which is interesting to me because they definitely outsold them in albums. Mm-hmm. Pink Floyd is one of these conceptual bands where it's an album experience. And that's why they and Led Zeppelin, they don't release singles. A lot of these artists, they actually sell really well because they sell their number one single, right? But, but sold separately. What sold better, the uh, the album of Dark Side of the Moon or the t-shirt? <laughs> well, but probably both question. because they sold 250 million. But yes. when you turn on... Arrow 103.5 or something like that. What music are they using in the promo? I mean, Carry On My Way, Carry On Wayward Son is one of those that is really going to be played a lot more we in 70s rock. We don't need no education. Can't. Wish you were here. I'm so sorry. I've never even heard the full Don't apologize to song. me. Apologize to I'm literally so everyone listening. I'm so sorry, Kent, that I have to bash on your state of Kansas because they're going away and oh, Pink Floyd's moving on. my gosh. You know, Superman's from you Kansas. You can't tease me that way. I know. Well, I feel bad because I'm Carry On Wayward Son really is like, I mean, that's in Anchorman. It's in uh, Happy Gilmore. It's in Scrubs and South Park. And and uh, obviously we talked about Supernatural. Yeah. It is very classic rock. But Pink Floyd just had a bigger impact, I feel. They're huge. Yes, they're huge. Huge. It's the right choice. I have to stand up for my beliefs. I was almost yeah. happy for Kansas a minute Kansas is there. great. We're not shooting them down. Oh, Zach, I was so, I was so intent on, on making Kent feel disappointed that I forgot that the reveal would make you disappointed. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pink Floyd moves on. Money. It's a gas. 
Now we have the Doobie Brothers versus Boston. Oh, man. This is going to get harder, isn't it? This it's, one's it's just getting harder. And yeah. like they're, they're getting more comparable, too, because, I mean, 75 million albums for Boston, mm-hmm. 40 million uh, for Doobie Brothers. I'm glad the Doobie Brothers went with the Doobie Brothers and not their original name, which is Pud. <laughs> <laughs> Puddle of Pud? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to vote for Doobie Brothers. Like I said before, the songs just make me happy. Just, yeah. oh, I listen to the music. They're good songs. And I'm going Boston because the replay value in a Boston album More than is a so good. Is so good. I am going to go with Boston because of the guitar oh. work. So ev- like, I think their guitar like solos are so good. But the Doobie Brothers. I know. They're feel-good music, but Boston's rock. They're cool. <sighs> Weed them out. <laughs> All right. Boston moves on. Oh my gosh, this one, oh, this this portion of the bracket is so hard for me. Queen versus Kiss. Queen, no doubt in my mind, Queen. Like I said, I give respect to Kiss for his a '70s band, but holy cow, Queen! We could do and should do an entire show on Queen. Probably, I agree with your sentiment. But we have bad mouth, not bad mouth. We put a lot of bands in the 80s category. And if any band really deserves to be in the 80s category, it's Queen. I can name. These are all 70s songs. We will rock you. We are the champions. Bohemian Rhapsody. Killer Queen. You're my best friend. Somebody to love. Don't stop me now. Crazy little thing called love. All 70s. I don't want you to get too mad. not until I was trying to pull a Joel because, of course, Queen is going to beat Kiss. I love Queen. Everybody okay? It's Queen, obviously. I think Kiss is tacky. They are awesome fun they're a cool concert band yeah but that's about all they, they are, are also america's number one gold record award-winning group of all time with 30 gold albums kiss kiss they just couldn't get to platinums they, <laughs> that's what i thought i read it too and uh, they also performed at the 2002 winter olympics in salt lake city utah kissed it yeah hmm fun uh queen moves on Now we have Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young versus Aerosmith. With rock, I gotta go Aerosmith on this one. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, beautiful harmonies. And my dad's probably not gonna be not be very happy with me of this decision. And they mm. were a super group. Like Crosby came from the Birds, uh, Stills came from Buffalo Springfield, uh, Nash was in the Hollies. And when they brought on Neil Young, he actually had his contract. Like, you can be a side guy. He's like, no, I want to be full partner. So then became Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, but he still had in his contract that he could do Crazy Horse, his other band. Yes, but if you go to Knott's Berry Farm, they actually have a roller coaster named after Crosby, Stills, and Nash. No, they <laughs> <Shut> don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> she has that roller coaster I was, argument. I, like, I don't have that in my Because <laughs> who's been to Knott's Berry Farm in the past 30 <laughs> years? Yeah, we kind of believed you for a minute. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to make up facts about him now. Uh, by the way, Phil Hartman, do you guys know him from Saturday Night Live? Yeah, awesome. He designed the logo for Crosby, Stills, Nash. It was really? A, apparently, he was a he was wow. a designer back in the day. He was a graphic designer. Did you know oh. that Nashville was named after Nash? That's not true. Crosby stills in Nashville. That's not true. Oh, that's that's fantastic. So um, Aerosmith. It's Aerosmith. Scarves are way cooler than them. Aerosmith moves on. Now we have Led Zeppelin versus Bachman Turner Overdrive. I feel like I now need to sell you on Led Zeppelin, Zach. And all I'm going to do is say, go listen to their music and enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> Literally I, play it from start to finish. I, I was on a little bit of a rant. I do like Zeppelin better than I like Pink Floyd. So and, uh, I've been playing Zelda, yeah. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I've been playing Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd albums as I've been playing. Whoa, <laughs> it's a pretty surreal experience. That's clever. Right well, in the paraglider. Yeah. 
Uh, look, I think BTO had a good run. I think they, they did. did. They yeah. did deserve to. You beat, pushed them really far. They did deserve to beat ELO, but I don't think they deserve to beat Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin not, is not many do very much seventies rock and very much uh, outselling BTO. Yeah, completely. Yeah. All right, Led Zeppelin moves on. <laughs> Now it's Leonard Skinner versus Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. Zach, let me sell you because Mick Fleetwood was the inspiration for Animal from the Muppets. Drum! Uh, Drum! <laughs> no, actually, they named the band Fleetwood Mac because they were trying to get John McVie to join them. So Mick Fleetwood and, and uh, Peter Green, I think it was, they named the Fleetwood Mac. They're like, oh, yeah, McVie. And then he didn't want to join at first. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they talked to me. Did you see it. about Leonard Skinner, where they named it after a gym coach named Leonard Skinner? Yeah. Yeah. And like they, who didn't like their long hair. And like right. so they kind of made fun of him. But then they ended up making friends with him. And he like introduced him at concerts and was in their album at right. one point. And their album specifically was Leonard Skinner, just to phonetically spell it out for everybody. Oh, it's not easy to spell for no. anyone. That's a terrible Too many whys. Too many whys. Why are they not going on then? Because they're not as good as Fleetwood Mac. I think Fleetwood Mac's amazing. And this is actually easy for me. I'm voting Fleetwood Mac, too. Yeah, it's pretty easy for me, too. Yeah, I, Fleetwood Mac. I really... Fleetwood Mac's one of my favorite bands. All right, Fleetwood Mac goes on. Now we have Black Sabbath versus the Allman Brothers. The Allman Brothers. Because I didn't, I didn't want. I, I was kind of lukewarm on Black Sabbath anyway, and then I look at Almond Brothers, and I'm like, "Oh, I like all these songs. I love that song. I love that song." Sabbath. Oh. one of the founders of the Almond Brothers, Dwayne Almond, was killed in a motorcycle accident in late 1971. And then another band member, Barry Oakley, he actually crashed his motorcycle into the side of a bus just three blocks. From where Dwayne yeah, isn't that crazy? Died. So many tragic stories of this decade. Oh my gosh. And of this band. Like, yeah. Uh, like other people died as well. And it's just the band. It's sad. If you want to get sad, read the story of the Allman Brothers band. Hmm. Yeah. The other thing is sad is that they're leaving the bracket. No. Uh, Black Sabbath for me. You can't do that. The Allman Brothers band, they wrote their songs in a graveyard. Wait, that Black help? Sabbath is dark? <laughs> they wrote those in a dungeon. That's, that's true. Is it true? Yes, both of those are true. Yeah. Uh, I like them both fine. I'm, I'm pretty lukewarm on both of them, but Black oh. Sabbath, I think, is... Uh, All the brothers have such better voices than Black Sabbath. Yeah. Generals gathered in their masses Just like witches at Black Mass. All right, now it's Steely Dan versus Eagles. Oh, boy. I mean, well, I you say, go. oh boy, I know you love the Eagles, but you just really love the two tracks yeah, those, from those, Steely Dan. Uh, they're great. But at the same time, I and I, I, I do think it's cool that Steely Dan is one of those studio only bands. They didn't tour a lot. You think that's cool? I think well, it's I, not cool it's whatsoever. U- it's unique because the guy had apparently a uh, huge stage fright. One of the one of the founders did. And so he didn't want to tour. I think oh. that's kind of unique. But See, I think like the 70s is a concert decade. And Steely Dan to me seems like the Blink One Eighty Two of the decade. <laughs> that they're maybe bad in concert, yeah. better on well, not really better on CD either. Uh, yeah, it's for me. It's the Eagles. I'll make yeah. it easy for you. No, it is easy. Okay. it's just the thing. I felt bad getting rid of Steely Dan, but I yeah, the Eagles win this one. Take it easy. It's the Eagles. Take it. So now we are moving into the elite. 
Eight. Elite Eight. Okay. We can and, do this, and guys. I'm just going to rattle off these bands really quick because, honestly, from here on out, it's just bad decisions. Awesome. It's just, <laughs> just bad decisions. I was going to say the show is awesome, but it's just bad decisions. Yes, because think about these eight bands. Pink Floyd, Boston, Queen, Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, Fleetwood Mac, Black Sabbath, and The Eagles. Before but, we go, we'd like to wow. thank our patrons uh, from the... Because <laughs> any one of them, you could make an argument, could win this thing. And so this Granted, is maybe so the strongest. You're saying bad decisions ever. because anyone we knock out, we will anger someone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Someone. We've I mean, already angered so many people. We already have. But yeah. I mean, these are especially because this is the furthest back any one of these brackets have gone. We're literally talking legends here. Yeah. And so with that, and we did kill David Bowie, Elton John. <sighs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's there's some carnage in this bracket for sure. And uh, I'm sure regret later on. And the problem is I, I can rely on science for so long, but then when it gets like we're, we're pretty close, I'm we're like, down I got to go personal preference. 80% perf- personal preference. 34%. Now it's changing, man. Don't change the rules. Pink Floyd versus Boston. You talk radio play, you're probably going to get more play from Boston, honestly. Today. Radio play. Does Today. that dictate who you are as a person? Not necessarily. <laughs> Does it? You get so defensive. No, but think about it. But anymore, you're a 70s- classic, classic rock in 2021. Absolutely. Okay, but don't let it dictate. Don't let the popularity dictate who saying, you are. You know, otherwise, right? find out what you like. Ken, I'm voting for Pink Floyd too. Okay, lay off Zach. <sighs> I need to teach Zach. That's for you, Spencer. I'm I'm letting Pink Floyd move ahead because I, I and I love Boston, but Pink Floyd deserves this. Dude, I'm not saying they deserve the win. They deserve the win against Boston. For I sure. probably choose to listen to more Boston songs over Pink Floyd songs. It's because it's more pleasant to listen to. It's not it's as experimental. It's catchy three minute, 30 yeah, yeah. second songs. I yeah. get it. Right? It's, 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 but at the same you got time, your hooks, but yeah. then if you want an experience, they sure. out, but I was going to say Pink Floyd outsold Boston by a lot. They had much more influence and I'm not really big on Boston's uh, spaceship guitar spaced guitar shaped spaceship album covers. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's a, it's a fun theme, but really what, what's going on there? What's going on? <laughs> what's there? going on? I'm not voting for lizard people. Come on. <laughs> That's a good quote. My dad played uh, Boston's national anthem just at insanely high volumes every 4th of July growing up. Nice. Because it's it's awesome. If you haven't heard it, listen to that. It's so good. Uh, but I love more than a feeling. It's I love more than a feeling. I will probably listen to them on the way home. But I agree with you guys about your Pink Floyd choice, blah, blah, blah. I still vote Boston. <laughs> Pink Floyd moves on. How are we? Right now we have Queen versus Aerosmith, two bands that had prominence in the 70s and 80s. They did. They're still very popular today. Yes. Wait, so how many albums did they sell? The Queen estimates of Queen's record sales range from 170 million to 300 million. And then you get Aerosmith. And that includes like greatest hits as well, obviously, for both bands. Yeah, I mean, this is just raw right. record sales. But then you get Aerosmith, who has 150 million records worldwide. Both these bands, too, had kind of the core base of people that you just got to know. And they didn't have a lot of, I mean, they had some rotation, obviously, but. Right. I'm just a looking. lot of drama within both bands, like crazy. Yeah. A lot of drugs. Yeah. Yes. Drugs? Drugs. Is that how we're saying it now? Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the Guinness Book of Records, the official International Queen fan club is the longest running rock group fan club in the world. Hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, Queen is the only group in which every member has composed more than one chart topping single. Everyone there is contributing. Steven Tyler. I mean, Steven Tyler and Aerosmith. 
It's yes. not like them where he's like the star. Okay. I'm saying everyone here is participating. Eh, granted, Joe Perry does too. But okay. When I think of when I think of Aerosmith, I think of the Get a Grip album, which was 90s. That's kind of when I got into mm-hmm. Aerosmith and I became and then Walk This Way with Run DMC. That mm-hmm. was the 80s. Mm-hmm. I think of uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. I think a lot of the hits people think of when they think of Aerosmith are more the 80s, 90s. Like Queen, yes, pulls into the 80s a little bit. But Aerosmith is expanding into the 90s, and even now they're still making hits. And not that that's a bad thing, because it's not. It's a very good thing. But in the 70s rock icon, i got to give it to Queen. Aerosmith still feels like they are in the 70s, though. Even their it's like more the modern picture of music. Dor- yeah. Stephen Tyler is the picture of Dorian Gray, and all the sins oh, are being projected onto his geez. face. Stop! He looks like he's in the 70s still trying to keep that vibe. And I understand. They have a lot of hits that transcend the decades, and I don't want to fault them for it. No, it's not a fault right? at all. Ah, this is It's not easy for me because I do like Aerosmith. The thing is, I went through an Aerosmith phase, and then kind of came out of it, and I don't listen to him as much anymore. I've never gotten over listening to Queen. I think I'm, I think I'm currently in an Aerosmith phase. But you know how you shuffle through your music? Yeah. There are a couple of bands that are guaranteed I will not skip, I will not shuffle, and really, a Queen. It's they. I will never skip a Queen song. Really? Because I feel like their hits are amazing, but they're wildly inconsistent with some of their deep cuts. Well, There's some I, yeah. weird stuff. Well, you know, in there. Ken. You know, not all of us like the mainstream songs. There's some fun deep cuts that they have on their albums. Ken, I don't know if you know that. They're a little bit more experimental. I'm just staring at Joel right now. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't easy though, because I do like I do like Aerosmith a lot. Well, so I, both Queen votes. Both I, well, three queen votes. You know, oh, they yeah, should go, go on. They should go this, on. One's, this one's I can't. Super tough for me. But they, like Queen's greatest hits album. You oh, just, so good. Just play that on repeat. It is so good. So okay, Queen moves on. Okay, next side of the bracket we have Led Zeppelin versus Fleetwood Mac. Ah. This one hurt. I'm not as much anti Led Zeppelin as I am pro Fleetwood Mac. Again, I, like I said earlier, I think like Rumors is one of the best albums ever. I've Ocean seen, Spray meme, like yeah, the Ocean Spray meme with <laughs> dreams. I, this this is this is I, one where it's a favorite versus a rock to me. Like yeah. Fleetwood Mac, I prefer. Yeah, but Led Zeppelin is more rock. I mean, Cashmere. Da-na-na-na. It's so Da-na-na-na. good. I don't think Da-na-na-na. this is the band. That my favorite bands love have written dedications to. Yep, you're right. I mean, and Dave Grohl has basically written a book about Led Zeppelin. Them. You're saying Led Zeppelin? Yeah, this is an album experience for me, and I just think like the drums are amazing, the bass lines, the the guitar solos, and the melodies. It all fits perfectly, and it's in this small amount of time within uh, sixty-eight to eighty. Yeah. Like they, they had the, I, it's I'm right there in the happy 70s. when bands have common decency to break up at the end of a decade. So it makes it easier for our brackets, <laughs> <laughs> even though, and maybe it's like quitting while you're ahead, but still, whereas Fleetwood Mac, I mean, they've come and gone a number of times back and forth. They started in 67, broke up in 95 and they got back in 97 present. Oh, 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 I haven't got to share the story yet. So Fleetwood Mac forms, they have a couple hits. And then all three of their guitarists left in the early 70s, just like they were leaving the band, didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, Jeremy Spencer, on a, on, during their tour in February of 1971, Jeremy Spencer said he was going out to get a magazine and then never returned. After several days of frantic searching, the band discovered that Spencer had joined a religious cult. 
Whoa. Really? And he said he to this day he started by Stevie Nicks? No, no. I'm that pretty one. sure she has. Well, so then the Fleetwood Mac had a whole history before they ever met Stevie Mix, uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. Mm-hmm. That was until 1974. And then when they released their 10th studio album in 1975, that's when they became kind of a breakthrough hit. Their 10th album. Yeah. They were doing a ton of work before that. And that's also, I talked about this, I think, on our Love Songs show when I was talking about Go Your Own Way. But in the band, you had John and Christine McVie, McVie, I don't know how to say their names, but they were married. And then Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks were dating. Mm-hmm. And then John and Christine got a divorce. Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks uh, broke up. And then the other member of the band was going through a messy divorce with his wife who wasn't in the band. And that's when they had some of their biggest hits was during that album. They still continued to record yeah, rumors. until the 80s after that. It's yeah, all true. It's good. <laughs> why I am I did there? Why am I giving? Oh, I'm Fakewood Mac. Also, the manager when when Fleetwood Mac broke up, he ended up getting another band and saying, "I own the name, so I'm just going to get this these, a fake band." Well, I'm going to get this band. They were called Legs, and he's like, "Come, you are now Fleetwood Mac. Uh, the other members will join you later on the tour. Let's just go touring." So they toured around playing Fleetwood Mac songs, but they weren't Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, and they got booed right as soon as people found out yeah, it wasn't oh, actually yeah. them. It was yeah. a huge. It was a huge mess. Those are great death rattle facts, Joel. Oh, it hurts. You know what you're doing. It hurts. No, look, there's there's honor in making it this far. Yeah. Yeah. And also a lot of Fleetwood Max hits I like from this 80s. And yeah, Led Zeppelin is just... There's Zeppelin. There's I Zeppelin. Mean, there's Zeppelin. That's a good way go. to put it. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's a good call, actually, in thinking about it. As Did you much guys as both vote him too so I, I can feel yeah. about myself? I, yes. love, I love Fleetwood Mac, but I think the right choice here is Led Zeppelin. Yeah. All right. Led Zeppelin moves on. Now we have Black Sabbath versus the Eagles. Well, I'm giving it to the Eagles. <laughs> of course obviously. you are. Obviously. Of course you are. Because, you know, Black Sabbath was generally called Polka Tulk Blues Band. Polka Tulk Blues Band. Or Earth. They called themselves that too. I'll make it easy for you, Kent. I'm also going to go with the Eagles. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you giving it? Yeah, it's a sweep. Okay. Somebody's going to hurt someone. Somebody. For the night is through. All right, we move into the final four, and I will argue this is the strongest final four on a bacon cell bracket ever. Really? Pink Floyd versus 90s Queen. hip hop. Led Zeppelin versus Eagles. Come wait, wait, wait. So give us the final four again. Like Pink Floyd, Queen, Led Zeppelin, and the Eagles. Holy cow. Legendary. How am I going to pick from this? This is, this is impossible. We'd like to thank our baking council. <laughs> Can't end the show yet. And this really is going to come down to a lot of things like preference. Uh, yeah. You know, because again, we've, we've, I, have, out. I don't think you should change rules because like it's, these are all great bands with okay. great sales. All right, let's do this. That's what it is. All right. Pink Floyd versus Queen. I We're gonna have get into to go with Pink Floyd because, and Joel, please double check me on this. I do feel that Queen had more hits in the 80s. So Pink Floyd had seven hits in the 70s and three in the 80s and mm-hmm. one of the 60s. And then you get Queen. And they had 10 in the 70s and 13 in the 80s. What were the hits in the 80s? Okay. In the 80s, you get songs like Another One Bites the Dust. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get, I'm looking for chart topping here, Body Language. That's a fun one. Uh, Radio language. Gaga. That's a good one. Pre- Under Pressure with uh, the... That was 81, yeah. Yeah, Bowie. So... Okay, but, so it's like crossing I, the decade. I want to break free. It is. And oh, once again, I don't want to fault them because we're not putting them in an 80s bracket. They're here in our 70s bracket. Yeah. yeah. And they deserve to be here, just like they do. They, uh, 100%. Queen, Queen, no matter how you shake it, is going to be a top contender in, in, in any bracket. Having listened to both bands today, Queen for fun, because Queen is fun to me. Yeah. And it's kind of like, 
I like to listen to him like it's more enjoyable. But when I listen to The Wall and Wish You Were Here Today, it did transport me to the 70s. And so that's kind of like maybe the vibe where I did feel it was legitimate classic rock. And so my vote does go to Pink Floyd. And it's hard. It's not an easy choice. But it's album sales. But album sales, they're very comparable. Very comparable. 250 million, though. Versus Queen estimates range between 170 million, 170 million and 300 million. Oh, okay. So, so somewhere could, in there. They There's a curve. Them. Yeah, they could beat them. Joel? Huh? Queen. You're voting Queen? I vote Queen. <laughs> Actually, I've seen Laser Floyd, and it was amazing. I love the anarchy that's taking place. This is so good. <laughs> Obviously, my preference is with Queen. Sure, totally. But I'm just trying to weigh right now. But there's a legitimate argument to be made other way. Sure. Okay, I'm going to say something, and it's going to make me sound ignorant, and people aren't going to like me for it. People probably don't like you anyway. It's fine. Oh, I'm just kidding. You're you're amazing. Uh, Pink Floyd. I was surprised when I found out they only had one hit, one charting hit in the '60s, because they oh, feel felt more too. of a '60s type. Mm, really? Band. Yeah. Sure. No, to me, it's like. The drug infused time of the 70s. Yeah, that's yeah. 60s too. Drugs. Late Drugs. 60s. You know what? I can't drag this on forever, especially since uh, I want to point Joel, this out. It's, Joel, remember? It's fun. It's bacon cell. It is. No matter who you choose, it's okay. It hurts my heart and it hurts my head. And the audience will get mad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I just. Okay, I want to bring out this fact, a fun fact for each of these bands, okay? Just, it's not a death rattle. Let's backtrack. Not a death rattle. I don't want to drag this out any longer. Uh, <laughs> here's here's but a new fact. Pink Floyd actually were huge admirers of Monty Python, and they helped finance 1975's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That was Pink Floyd that did that. Thanks, mm-hmm. guys. And then you get Queen, a fun fact about Queen. When they their first gig in 1972, only six people turned up. How cool would that be? It would be such a fun To be one of those people and be like, hey. I bet you they sucked. <laughs> they probably weren't that good. <laughs> okay, I'm going for it. Okay. When I think of rocking out, I don't think of Wish You Were Here. When I think of rocking out, I think of Queen. When I think of... When I, <laughs> when I, Zach and I... When I, when I think of, we're flummoxed right now. <laughs> when I think of... I literally uh, just was creating anarchy. <laughs> when, I, when I think of Pink Floyd, I think of chilling. Yeah. And when I think of hey, Queen, don't ex- I think of rocking. Joel, don't explain it anymore. You've you've chosen you pick queen. queen. Yeah, <laughs> Woo! Queen was on. You just got rid of Pearl Jam of the seventies. You guys, that's who they are. This is Pearl Jam of the seventies. What did Nirvana go out in the first round? Come on, wow, Joel. I'm proud of you for your courage. That wasn't easy. That was brave. That was brave. That I love you, easy. Joel. That wasn't easy. You're so handsome. Thank Look you. Look at you. Oh. It's too little, too late. Oh, I, I feel terrible. Okay, let's just <laughs> move, on. move on. Move <laughs> on. Led Zeppelin. I'm loving this. Led Zeppelin versus the Eagles. Now, this is difficult. I'm so happy about This is very, very, very difficult. (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) Because the Eagles are one of the world's best. We we haven't even talked about the Eagles much because no one's been a competition. I feel like you stacked the bracket for them. I don't know if I did. Uriah Heap was their first round. What? Uriah Heap. Well, okay. There was a couple (laughs) of the first round that everyone got a little fodder. Like, not everyone, but most people got a little fodder. So... The Eagles, though, they are uh, one of the world's best-selling bands, like I said. And I want to bring this up. Their greatest hits, 1971 to 1975, which was released in 1976, is the best-selling album in the United States, followed by Michael Jackson, followed by Hotel California by the Eagles, followed by ACDC, followed by Zeppelin, 
followed by Fleetwood Mac. You're not going to get Kent with that argument because that means they're commercially successful and no one should like them. I'm saying their album sells. Or like Eagles. They have beaten twice. They're, they're on the tops. They're like more than 20 million albums, that, that album. Twice. They're in that group mm-hmm. of the top six. And they beat Zeppelin. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm trying to watch your mind work right now. But then Zeppelin is rock. Like you hear Stairway to Heaven. And it's so hard. We do and contradict, we contradict ourselves a lot because oh, you did just mention if you're going to rock, it's Queen. And Led Zeppelin would be more rocky here. Hotel California, beautiful song. But though there's some like... But then it keeps going. But it's still an amazing... It's an amazing vibe. I just... The song is great. I just don't think they know how to end a song. Okay, I'll say this quote by Don Henley. And and I'll give my vote. (laughs) He says, I'm certainly not thrilled with everything the Eagles did. We hit the nail on the head sometimes. And we missed it by a mile sometimes. And he's more proud of the work he did after the Eagles. I think they have some amazing songs. I think they have... Just a cool, yeah, like I said, a cool vibe, cool rhythm. But when I think classic rock, I think Led Zeppelin deserves a spot in the final two. They're Nirvana. I think I might like Joe Walsh. uh, Yeah, Joe Walsh is great. His his solo stuff is like Rocky Mountain Way and stuff like that. He is awesome and his music is awesome. I might like him better than the Eagles. Joel, did you hear how they uh, broke up, actually? The Eagles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so crazy. So there's, there's a benefit concert in 1980, and Glenn Frey, he threatened to uh, kill the co-writer of Hotel California, Don Felder, after they ins- insulted the concert's host, which was Senator Alan Cranston. Well, it was like his wife was out there, and yeah. he kind of insulted his wife. And he was and it was like behind-the-scenes drama, and they broke up. Well, from they, that, they're literally on stage playing a thing, and then they'd step away from the mic, and he's like, "I'm gonna kick your trash after the show. I'm gonna beat you so yeah, bad." Yeah, that's like, as they're doing the show. It's it is kind of cool. It's cool, like a rock star vibe a little bit. It is. Oh man, as they're playing a political. So function. you're voting Zeppelin, Ken? You've already dropped your vote. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Zeppelin. Zach, do you have strong feelings one way or the other? Wait, I don't want to go last. Uh, uh, do I have strong feelings? Yeah, not super strong. No, I I like one band better than the other, but. That it's not. I, I and I'm a little mad at the Eagles because they are the first band to charge over one hundred dollars for arena shows. Because <laughs> I remember back in the day, I'd see a thirty forty dollar show, no big deal. And now yeah. concert tickets are crazy high. Yeah. And the thing is, I definitely like one of these bands more than the other. Oh, both amazing though. Like you're yeah. not discounting anyone here. No, so. but that's thing is, I enjoy no. both these bands, and I feel like I'm be letting my dad down. I get it. If I didn't vote for the Eagles, mm-hmm. sure, because. I mean, that is 70s it, to me and him. And I just really, when I hear things like Desperado, I'm just, it's like that Seinfeld episode. I'm just taken to another place. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. One of these nights, take it to the limit. New kid in town. Oh, it's so good. But you're right. It is so chill. My, my thing it is, is chill. It's, it's the influence. The Eagles influenced Don Hanley and Glenn Frey's career. Yeah. The They're basically like, like a, a folk music with a little edge to it. Yeah. Know? Led Zeppelin. I wouldn't call it folk, but country rock, I'd call it. Yeah, country rock. Yeah. I like that. In fact, they call, they're actually considered California rock yeah. as their overall Because it's more chill. Uh, yeah. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, when they got it there in 1995 mm-hmm. and, and says on the wall uh, that Led Zeppelin is as influential during the 70s as the Beatles were during the 60s. Yeah. So you, Kent, you voted for Zeppelin and uh, you voted for Eagles, Joel. I don't know if I did. Oh, I'm having a hard time. Like you've given credit to both bands. So I don't feel bad about either one. I absolutely uh, Eagles music is very sentimental to me. And I'm trying to pull out of that. And the the cold hard fact is that Led Zeppelin is more 70s rock, which is what I just page and plant. Yeah. Bonham, John Paul Jones. Yeah. 
I'm just saying names here. <laughs> Not that it matters for anything. Can I can I can I cheat a little bit? Sure, yeah. Zach, are, I like I'm letting you cheat. Jack, Zach, are you tipping either way? Like, if I vote one way, are you going to vote another as a pity vote? Probably not. I'll, I can write it down on a piece of paper if you want. Just to this is not Survivor. Because <laughs> I think I think Zeppelin should move on, but I want to vote for Eagles. This but is like Oscar I, votes. I don't want to vote for Eagles though. If this Zach's is head and heart because that's going to be. Uh, Look, I want you to vote for the Eagles because if you vote Led Zeppelin out, I get redeemed for Nirvana. So <laughs> don't put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I am literally putting it that way. And they're bigger than Nirvana, so... I'm going to go home tonight and listen to the Eagles, but I am going to vote for Led Zeppelin. Okay, so you're voting with your head, not your heart. Yes. Which is fine. Sorry, Dad. Zach, you wrote down your vote, and he, you said... Pity vote to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> 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 Just in case. No, uh, yeah, I would, go with, I would go with Led Zeppelin. Can for, I change mine then to a pity vote for the yes, Eagles? Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, Officially, that's... <laughs> yeah. Um, in the anarchs of history. That's awesome. No, I, I like the Eagles way more, but in, in the, based on what we've talked about mm-hmm. and the objective fact of it, Led Zeppelin kind of is 70s rock. Which leads us to our final Whoa. queen, which I'm just thrilled they're here. I, my bracket's done. It's crazy it's not Floyd versus Zeppelin, which is but too that's cliche. The obvious it's choice. Cliche. That is the obvious choice. I mean, we did do Duran Duran versus Depeche Mode in the 80s, though, which is another <laughs> obvious choice. That's true. Um, right, but, Killers versus Lincoln Park if, in the you know, 2000s. Queen versus, if you said your 70s rock is Queen versus Eagles, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Honestly. That's the thing. This final four if is so strong. If it were Queen versus Eagles. Queen. I don't know. It would probably be Queen. Would yeah, you it go? would be Queen. Yeah, but it's Queen versus Zeppelin. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. I'm voting for Queen. I'm voting for Queen because I'm looking at the songs, and while I, I do enjoy Immigrant Song a lot, and uh, Rock and Roll, Black Dog, Stairway to Heaven, Cashmere, like, I do enjoy those hits a lot. Uh, but I do admit, I'm like, man, it's, it's still going on. Would you read the list of 70s Queen songs again to clarify? Uh, oh, the 70s ones? Yes. So in the 70s, we're talking uh, Killer Queen. Yeah. Uh, we're talking Bohemian Rhapsody. You're Huge. my best friend. Somebody to love. Uh, we are the champions and we will rock you. Uh, bicycle Race, Fat Bottom Girls, Don't love Stop this. Me Now, and Crazy Little Thing Called Love. That's all That's all there. And let me give a little facts just about, just about Bohemian Rhapsody. Because it was, at the time, the most expensive album ever produced, and at the opera, where uh, Bohemian Rhapsody came from. And Bohemian Rhapsody stayed at the number one in the UK for nine weeks in 1975 and popularized the music video format, like kind of kicked that off as like a big selling thing. It's the third best selling single of all time in the UK. I just feel like that song alone is 70s. It's experimental. It's rock. It's music video. To me, it's Wayne's World. Is it bad that I feel like it's overrated? A little bit. It is bad. It's a good song. I think I love it, but I think it's a little bit. It's it's gotten this like mystical status, and it's a good yeah, song. Yeah. My dad, I know every word. I I can you know sing along with the guitar solos, but right. you know, my dad uh, considers Hotel California to be the best song of all time, like not, perfectly crafted that, song, perfectly crafted. Like okay. not even like his favorite his favorite band is the Beatles, but like his, his he thinks the best song ever created really is Hotel California. Does by his Eagles. version fade out sooner? But uh, <laughs> it's the seventies; it but never does. The only and we and as kids we'd always bring other songs like, well, what about this one, Dad? And what about this? Yeah, one? I would bring two tenders. And so we'd always bring it. He'd listen to it, and be like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about. I that. love how he's the expert. He is, but it's true. He's your and dad. then. At the end, like the only thing that made a dent, the only thing that made him pause was Bohemian Rhapsody. We brought that to the table. We're like, what about this song? And he listened to it and he's like, that's a contender. Yeah. And so that became like the only contender that's to Hotel contender. California was Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Okay, you've given facts about given Queen. Facts. I'm going to give some facts about Led Zeppelin. I gave facts about Bohemian Rhapsody, but yeah. Okay, yeah, because that's is that what you're putting it up against? I'm saying that song alone could probably beat Zeppelin. Really? Okay. Interesting. Probably. Remember, you're talking to Zach here. There's an argument Doesn't there. Okay, so let me talk about Led Zeppelin's albums. Mm-hmm. So Led Zeppelin, it came out right at the end of 1969, hit number seven. Yeah. But in the 70s, number two or yeah. two hit number one, three, number one, four, number two. Yeah, name your album, Zeppelin. Houses of the Holy, number one. Physical Graffiti, one. Presence, number one. In Through the Outdoor, number one. These guys were the most consistent band of this decade. They lasted 12 years. Rolling Stone says they're the biggest band of the 1970s and one of the most enduring rock bands in rock history. Queen, by the way, if I may counterpoint, okay, uh, has released a total of 18 number one albums, 18 number one singles, and 10 number one DVDs worldwide. DVDs? They have DVDs. <laughs> DVDs. Led Zeppelin never needed a Greatest Hits album to become a 300 million album seller. All But Queen's Greatest Hits original is one of the greatest albums. albums. Yeah, they have, two, so, they have two albums. So good. Which helps their album sells. Led Zeppelin never needed that. Stairway to Heaven is not in their top charting singles. In fact... This was hand-picked by DJs and became legendary on its own merit. It went on to become the most requested and most played song on the radio without ever having been released as a single. You know what it is? It's very, very early meme culture. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because that solo. It's like the song you need to hear. Yeah. Is it too long? Yeah. <laughs> but what isn't in the 70s? I actually really enjoy the whole uh, thing, but Queen, it's kind of the joke, right? Queen music is not too long for the most part. No. Bohemian Rhapsody? It's, a, it's, it's digestible enough to be a karaoke song. Mm-hmm. I think it's because... I think Bohemian Rhapsody... That, that was the experiment they put on the radio. Like, no one's ever going to listen to it's it. It's not too long because it has movements, whereas not as many... The progression, the eclectic progression, I would say, maybe. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's what gives it a weird pass. But I also... You made a point in passing, and we kind of stepped on you, but I also think it still works on the radio. Bohemian Rhapsody, that is, because of Wayne's World. Yes. Well, that was definitely a resurgence. It actually, Bohemian Rhapsody hit the Billboard Top 40 charts in three different decades. Number nine in 1975, number two in 1992 when it became a Wayne World, and it hit the Top 40 once again in 2018 upon the, when the movie came out, Bohemian Rhapsody. I just feel it would be a mistake to give a band that was cusp 80s the winner of the 70s Classic Rock Tournament. I feel like Led Zeppelin, this is a head vote. For me, it's heart as well. I'd rather listen to an entire album by Zeppelin than I would Queen, even though I love, love, what? love Queen. Oh, yeah. All day. Because this is like, I'm going to go on a road trip, and I'm going to play a Led Zeppelin album start to finish. Whereas if I listen to Queen, it has well, to be greatest hits or nothing. No. Yes. There's so many good songs on each album. But the thing about it, too, is at Led Zeppelin, they were actually not a big fan of singles. Yeah. They never released singles. They never made their money. They were kind of singles. bugged when it happened, actually. Mm-hmm. They thought that their albums needed to be listened start to finish. Like it was a whole and they're right. work. Kent, Which why, is, Kent, why do you like them? You're a big fan of singles. You stop it right now. <laughs> if this show's proven anything. <laughs> One thing I did like about Led Zeppelin, I'm giving a compliment that way. I don't yeah. have a compliment. Oh, I compliment away because, because like, they, both yeah, bands are amazing. I, I don't want to say that I don't like Led Zeppelin because yeah. I do. But they actually dropped the A in Led because they were like, I don't want people to say Lead Zeppelin. Yeah. So they dropped the it. They won't eat it. I'm English. Yeah. yeah. So you are you have officially cast your vote for Queen, Joel. I have because have you, I feel like Queen is definitely one of the biggest artists of all time. Have you officially cast your vote for Led Zeppelin? Absolutely, okay, it's the only choice. Okay, so that comes down to me, of course. the The child of the '90s <laughs> is picking the '70s winner. Led Zeppelin not only sang about making lunch, but Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's true. That's true. 
That is true. But uh, Queen sang about being in love with a car. <laughs> that is also true. Um, <laughs> I hate you both so much. <laughs> We've actually put Zach in a really bad place. Yeah. Many times. This is actually quite mean. Because the thing is, I don't think you're going to go wrong either way. But No, there's a wrong gonna, choice. No, they're definitely going to anger fans either way. I think the strongest argument is this is the 70s rock bracket. If this was the classic rock bracket, all encompassing. Dang it. Why did I name it 70s rock bracket? Because <laughs> we go if by decade. This was the classic rock bracket. I think the, the resume that Queen presents with the 70s and 80s combined. I can feel my choice sinking now. But... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's been a 10-minute round right here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Zeppelin. I think for 70s rock, Fair. I will listen to Queen on the way home, I promise. But uh, for this bracket, I Bright think... It, rock is a really great song. I think it would be kind of strange if Led Zeppelin didn't win. So there you go. Wow. wow, guys, we did it. We, okay. ta- we talked about music from a decade where none of us were born in. <laughs> but that's the great part it's about so it. Is that, yeah. I mean, that, that's a testament to how classic these songs are, that we today still sing them, still know them, mm-hmm. and can still argue about them. That's a testament to the music that they created back in the 70s. Oh, man. So there you go. Led Zeppelin is the ultimate winner of our bracket. Let us know if your bracket matched up. If, if you think we got it right. I mean, we got it right. Let us know if you were right or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> Always. That's the thing. I think most people had, uh, had a different final matchup. But. Gentlemen, I love the anarchy here. This has <laughs> been such a fun show. And granted, this, I think the right choice came in the end. But this is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have to admit that doing the research for this episode has made me appreciate a lot of bands more than I used to. Yes. And even a lot of, like, enjoy a lot of songs. In fact, there's a new song that I've now put on my playlist as, like, the song I kind of listen to, like, in my official playlist. What song? It was Burning by Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they lost in the first I round. really enjoyed it. I was yeah. like, I didn't really know this one as much before, but now I love it. It's good. So, yeah, let us know on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We'd love to hear back from you, even if it's Woo. angry comments, and even if your dad has angry comments, let us know about that, too. All right, but before we go, we do want to make sure that we thank the patrons. Not all of them. Finally. I've been categories. trying to think of this whole show. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, in our I Am The Listener category, we have Glow Clan Daniel, Babs, Plot Twist Media, Jennifer Kilkowski, Sweet Bottom Cakes, Jessica Drought, Braden Winterton, Alicia Bass, Adam and Rachel Crump, Adrian Gray, Lady Terry Ann Finley of Wigtonshire, and Sean Sandquist. And then on the Bacon Council, we have The Shadow, our favorite couple, The Madsons, her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Stephen Ross, Chris Anderson, Nicole D. Hale, a.k.a. Hailstorm, Go Knights Go, Ryan and Marley Farron, and Reverse Listener. Rock on, patrons. <laughs> nice. You're awesome. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform for free on Facebook on Saturday nights. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you follow Bacon Sale. Like the Facebook page and go to Instagram and Twitter at Bacon Sale. While you're doing that, stop by tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. Get yourself some merch, all sorts of fun stuff, including some of the best t-shirts you can buy. And then if you'd like to support the show further, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just $3 a month. And you can even get some uh, some like sneaky bacon bits. We kind of did like a, yeah, a bacon bit a review on, in there on uh, Patreon. We, we haven't really done that before. So yeah. stop by patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, if you need us to take out a legend, <laughs> just give us a call. It's bacon sale.
2020 was the year of the Joel crush, Zach. <laughs> You're my new crush. I didn't know. I didn't know. You like yes flute? <laughs> you can just go. You can go for it. It's all lies. The Doobie Brothers are lies. I'm gonna take you by surprise and kiss you on the eyes, Amanda. Amanda. I, don't, I don't remember. Kiss what, her on the eyes. I, that's not the words. Is that how you do it? <laughs> I, Fine no, that's not. Is that like? It's something uh, I've been failing all along. You, make you realize. It's make you realize. Eyes make open or closed, Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Open eye kisses. No, stop. That. Eskimo kisses. Okay. You want an eye kiss? Your Slow. poor wife. <laughs> what? I'm not a kiss fan. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, thinks you kiss people on the eyes. <laughs> One of them has a ride at Disney World. Apparently, it's the shirt, right? That you can buy at a gas station. The three wolves. Okay. Three, Dang, I like my baby. It's like it's a two dog night. You guys are just grasping at straws. <laughs> and you've killed two legends in the first round, but that's okay. Kill a legend. Kill a legend. Do you want nightmares or lullabies? <laughs> well, we're legend them. killers here on Bacon Sale. Mid show you can't team. Can't go cold. until we finish the round, Zach. No, find your song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't go high. Give me words. It's kind of a cocky jerk. And so is Kent, but we have him on the show. Hey, hey, everybody. <laughs> I was so intent on on making Kent feel disappointed that I forgot that the reveal would make you disappointed. I'm sorry. But the Doobie Brothers. I'm not voting for lizard people. I've, it's I'm right there in the happy 70s. When bands have common decency to break up at the end of a decade, so it makes it easier for our brackets. <laughs> this will make me sound smart when I give this factoid. Don't steal my thunder, Zach! He's got to read it. It's okay. It hurts my heart and it hurts my head. And the audience will get mad. <laughs> the devil will be happy.